Welcome to With Priscilla, a podcast that dives into inspiring stories of everyday people who have navigated life's twists and turns with resilience, courage, and faith. Join me as I sit down with guests from all walks of life, sharing their unique journeys, triumphs, and lessons learned along the way. From overcoming adversity to chasing dreams, our guests open up about the moments that define them, whether it's an artist, entrepreneur, or someone with a remarkable life story. Get ready to be inspired. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Everyone has a story worth telling. And here, we believe that every story matters. Good morning, everyone. So, today, it's just going to be me. (laughs) You're so lucky. So, and bear with me um, with this episode. It's new. It's something that... Jimmy has been encouraging me to do for quite some time, and I just constantly pushed back on the idea and said, no, this is about people and sharing their stories and just hearing stories and, and encouragement and faith and God and just whatever comes out from these guests. I always, um, every episode, I tell every guest that this is not a Q&A. I mean, I'll, I'll ask questions just to, you know, get more depth or anything like that as a regular conversation. But there's really no agenda. There'll be an overall theme, like with Terry, it was motherhood and parenting and single parenting and the overall hope and encouragement through that. But in general, I've never given direction to the guests. It's always been whatever God leads it to be. And so, you know, that's how I've been every single episode. And doing that with myself being solo is a little bit nerve wracking. I mean, I do have notes. I do have um, bullet points and things that I, that I'm going to be speaking about. But in general, I'm just winging it. And typically, I wing a lot of things when I speak. Um, Maybe it's my communications background. You know, I'm very social. I can, you know, I'm not saying I'm perfect in that or professional, but it's fairly easy for me, especially if I'm in a comfortable setting. I can, you know, talk about anything. With that said, Jimmy's been encouraging me. And so with the new year and every year, I want to challenge myself more and more and grow and see what comes out of that. So here I am. And I would love any emails, texts, DMs, comments, you know, let me know what you think. Moving forward, I'm definitely going to be doing this more often. Um, Still having guests because I love having guests and also having Jimmy. Um, I really loved having Jimmy on and the, you know, I saw the, the ratings, the reviews, um, the listening. It was really well, well received. So 
we'll move forward with him too. Um, With that said, it's the new year. And I know we had Terry as our first episode and it was lovely and I love her and I love her story with Johnny. But also with the new year, you know, there's a lot of people sharing on social media of new year, new you or new year, new growth. Not necessarily new you, just new growth. And that is all so true. Um, Also, by the way, I'm at home on the couch and my dogs, Maestro and Sophia, are around. So you may hear them here and there. Um, Just FYI. But so with the new year, there's resolutions, there's journaling, there's people dipping back into reading the Bible, which is amazing. Um, so there's all, oh, and especially working out. Everybody is working out, me included. I mean, the last few years, I've definitely been closing out the year on a high and really trying to close up those goals working out and, you know, keeping ready, as they say, don't get ready, stay ready. So that's been, um, my continuous goal is just to continue to stay ready, but also keep working at it. Um, so, you know, closed out working out 2023 really well. And, um, this year, you know, we've had colds and stuff like that. So, um, it's a little bit challenging. We always kind of get hit one after the other with a cold somewhere between November and New Year's, like Thanksgiving and New Year's. One of us gets sick and then it's kind of like a little train. The other one gets it and then the other one gets it. So we're out of that finally. So that kind of threw me off, but still working out. I also, I have my hot cocoa. For those who know me know I love that. Let me get to my notes. Okay. So I was talking to Andy. For those who don't know, I'm a realtor and I do this twice a month talk with Andy Cruz, who I've had on before. And we just discuss, you know, real estate, economy, mortgage type of updates. And before we filmed, you know, we kind of get a little synopsis, you know, what's going on. And we have our own little, you know, conversation. And he, you know, we both talked about inflation, of course, it's a never ending, you know, conversation. And then um, he mentioned the words uh, silent suffering, silently suffering. And it's particularly people who are suffering financially in silence, whether it's pride or whatever the case is, you know, and which I, I can totally understand, you know, Jimmy and I are very private with, with pretty much all, all things in our life. I mean, we share, you know, but we don't go in depth. And, you know, my parents always raised us, especially finances, you know, keep that private. And so, you know, I get it. I get that, that silence. But, you know, when they're suffering, you know, just like with anything, you know, the loss of a family member or illness or whatever the case is, you know, you need that support 
guidance or even that outside um, viewpoint. Because when, when you're in that mental, even emotional, psychological rut, you don't sometimes see anything else outside of that. And that goes for anything. You don't see outside of that. You don't see sometimes, like if you're running a marathon, you don't see the finish point because it's so far away. Or there's just all of these distractions, cloudiness, whatever you want to call it, that it's fogging, seeing anything else. And so, you know, we mentioned that in our in our chat and our recording about people who are silently suffering and you know, and I did have, and, and I'll be anonymous, you know, I've had people approach me. I won't ever share who I keep that very confidential, but I've had recently people approach me of, you know, I'm in this circumstance. Um, I don't want to sell. What should I do? And I said, okay, like, let me know, like, what what's going on? Give me your scenario. Give me your circumstance so we can create a plan for you. And, you know, one had, um, this ADU setting. And I said, what about running that out? Are you okay with running that out? You know, let, are you okay? Can you, if we were to, you know, if you were to charge X amount of money for rent, would that help? You know, and it could. So anyways, long story short, there is hope at the, at the end of that story and a couple other situations. And so I get it. I get people hurting, you know, I've had friends and family move out of state, which I get California is a lot financially. And I won't even touch on the the politics, the policies. I won't even go there. You know, we are a laughing stock. And, you know, I'm sure if you're, if you're from California and especially if you're a native, I'm sure it's the most annoying thing to hear you voted for this or haha you know, suck it up. This is, this is you guys. This is your, you know, whatever, or get out before it's too late. It's like, well, I kind of think it's already too late. I mean, I'm sure it could get much, much worse. I don't want to say that. It's supposed to rain Thursday for a week straight. So, and if you saw our weather last week, man, so I get it. And it is annoying, you know, seeing comments about outsiders talking about us but truly not knowing you know um who we are you know again people I kind of lost track people are silently suffering and you know we discussed there's options or talk to a realtor talk to a lender talk to your bank see what options you have talk to it doesn't necessarily mean oh put up the for sale sign. No, you know, I want you to keep your home, especially if it's your family's home. I want you to keep it. Let's figure out a way to make this work for you. So that's where I'm coming from. But it also made me think of those who are are silently suffering in different ways. And it made me think of the time, um, probably... I don't know, probably around the time, well, kind of let up. So around a little after Jimmy and I got married, maybe a year after, year and a half. But let me give a little, little tidbit before that. 
well before him and I even dated. So when Cassandra was young, you know, and I'm not going to get into her, I'm not getting into medical and that side of politics, but I will share that I was very, very, and things led, you know, she's, thank God, she's so healthy. A doctor once said she's healthy as a horse when she went in for a physical for rowing. And that's, you know, music to any mom's ears hearing that their kid is healthy because that's all we want as parents. That's all we want is for our kids to be healthy. And so with that said, you know, there were little moments um, that occurred. And when she was younger, that really caused me to read and get to the root of things. Like for once, she was always sick, always sick as a kid. She was a good kid, but she was always sick. I, as a kid, up until I was 10, had constant ear infections. Just, and I could tell when they were about to start. I could just sense it. And I would immediately tell my mom, like, mom, I'm getting ear infection. And then we go in, lo and behold, yep. So I was living on that bubblegum antibiotics for like a long time. Other than that, super healthy kid. But on my 10th birthday, me and my brother both had our tonsils taken out. And, and that was that. Never got sick again. Never had an ear infection ever again. And I am so thankful. But being a mom, you think of those things that I'm thinking, man, you know, is this hereditary? Is my kid getting, you know, is she's getting all these ear infections because of me? Or what am I doing? Is it? And then, you know, little by little, you start dipping into diet and she ate healthy. You know, thankfully, my parents raised my brothers and I eating pretty healthy. I mean, they, they didn't know they weren't dietitians, nutritionists, but you know, to my dad's credit, he, he loved, I don't know if you remember the juice man in the eighties. He loved that guy, but he is known to always have a juice to this day. He'll, he loves juices, fresh juices. And so, you know, in our family, when it came to aunts and uncles and birthdays and stuff like that, we were like the first family that had turkey burgers and turkey hot dogs. And you can imagine the laugh and the ridicule our family gave us like, what? Turkey burgers? They were pretty good, actually. Um, but, you know, my parents always opted for the healthier route, which I'm thankful. You know, at one point they cut out red meat and we were like, what? But you know, we were kids and we just followed along. We followed their suit and, you know, they were, they, they led us and created, created that foundation. We were also very active physically. Um, my brothers played soccer and t-ball forever. Um, my bro- one of my brothers played up until college. I played soccer. I played, well, I did gymnastics probably until middle school. Um, did tap and ballet when I was a kid. And then, you know, as a high school student, I, I did soccer. I would occasionally, well, not occasionally, I would consistently, there was a golf course near our home. It was about three miles. I did that on my own or with friends and cousins. Um, I got my gym membership. So thankfully, you know, the foundation of that, my parents, which led me to 
you know, as an adult, as a mother. Seeing my daughter sit, and again, you know, because my parents created that foundation of a healthy lifestyle, I implemented that with my daughter. She didn't have candy until, I think until she discovered it, which was probably like three or four. Her, she saw her grand, her grandfather have some and there that was that. But even with soda, you know, today, thankfully, she's not a soda drinker. She'll have one occasionally. She's not a soda drinker. You know, for the most part, she eats pretty healthy. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. But when, again, when she was a kid, she would get sick. And I got, I got to a point to where it's like, okay, what are these prescriptions that my daughter is is getting? You know, what are these? And, you know, lo and behold, long story short, I felt like a hippie back then in the early 2000s, you know, before kind of social media was what it is now. You know, I, I kind of wish it was how it is now back then because I would have had so many resources and it wouldn't have been so challenging and difficult to figure it out. But then in, in hindsight, I'm glad that I had to figure it out because it caused me to really read, research, and figure things out on my own, you know? And, you know, and I started weaning her from you know, everything that doctors are giving me and started implementing more of the holistic route. That's when I discovered, you know, holistic remedies. And then like remedies that my grandmother would do, you know, when we were younger. So all of that started kind of making sense to me. Um, But with that, you know, I was never big into politics. But when I was reading or scouring the internet, what with whatever information was on the internet back then, that's again, it's not how it is now. But I would find and come across articles of policies and and on the medical side, you know. And I wasn't even searching for that, but I would come across that. Or I, you know, I did have some friends who are kind of similar, you know, moms, similar background to what I was becoming, more of the holistic side with um and and the diet side of you know, healing and illnesses and stuff like that. And so, you know, and I would ask and because again, I was like 25, 26, you know, it's kind of like, I didn't know better, but I was so curious and naive and I had, you know, and back then it wasn't how it is now. It's so touchy, so sensitive. Back then I just felt more open and again, so naive and just craved information. And the more I read, the more I asked questions. You know, I discovered certain policies of and things that were implemented and mandates and stuff like that and the years that they were um going to start and be effective. And a lot of it centered around like 2020 and so it, so long story short, long story short, it kind of created this like doomsday for me of oh my gosh by the time you know 2020 ish around there you know comes along I'm going to be so petrified what's going to happen and I remember when Facebook you know there was a post I did because I would share um I would just share things like policies and I kind of didn't care if it was against people's 
political views because it wasn't about the political leader at that time or whoever it was at that time, but it was more about policy and everyone's a parent and everybody should be informed. And I remember one time I posted an article and I, and I said, I feel like I'm Noah telling everybody it's going to rain and everyone's still walking around living their life and not being phased. Cause that's kind of how I felt. I was like, aren't, or even the church, like, aren't you guys concerned? But you know, everybody has a time for discovery and, and learning of information and things. And that was my time back then. And here we are 2024. And, but I, you know, it kind of gave me this crippling moment, um, mentally, emotionally, well, not mentally, just emotionally gave me this crippling moment after Jimmy and I got married. And I think cause, you know, I just had a miscarriage the same week my mom, you know, was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I kind of just like pushed out the miscarriage and silently suffered through that. But then I pushed it away so deep so I can focus on my mom because my mom, I wanted her to live and, and, and it was all new, you know, everything was new with that. And I hadn't dealt with anybody so close having cancer. I lost my grandmother when I was in middle school and she was like my second mom. So I think that kind of also those emotions came to play to where it's like, I I lost my grandmother, you know, my mom's mom, unfortunately, you know, she didn't really have a relationship with my brothers and I, I don't hate her for it. No, you know, and Unfortunately, she passed away last year. Um, you know, that's a whole other story. But she never, she was never really that grandparent, that grandmother to us. But my dad's mom was the epitome of grandmothers. You know, she was everything and then some. So losing her at a young age and being so close to her, she, you know, my parents moved her in with us. So I saw her daily. And losing her was like losing a mom. So when my mom had cancer, you know, all of those feelings came again. And um, and then my daughter's very close with my mom. So, you know, I was like, I don't want my daughter to lose her, her grandma. You know, I, I don't want that happen to her because I understand that loss. And, you know, of course you want your mom to live forever. So with all of that, you know, I silently suffered, you know, and at night I would cry to Jimmy. Oh, and then our dog died. Our cute little Yorkie just had a horrible accident and died. And she was my emotional support system. So, you know, it was like one thing after the other. And then as Jimmy and I mentioned, you know, the during our episode, you know, we had a lot of outside um environmental as you could say um, things that were occurring and that were out of him and I out of our control and so it was like turmoil I felt kind of like Linus you know in the Peanuts gang and Snoopy where it's like this dust ball happening around him and and that was happening around Cassandra Jimmy and I I mean Cassandra didn't know what was going on even with my mom's cancer, you know, we, we held that away because we didn't know the severity. 
we didn't want to, you know, scare her right away. I want to get more answers and, and kind of see how things were going before, you know, I started telling her at an appropriate way at her, for her age. Um, so, you know, Jimmy and I were just kind of just going day by day with all of these outside things going on, but, you know, we were both silently suffering and I think me more so because I was like grieving, but not grieving the loss, you know, and my, I have a cousin and, um, they had their baby and we were pregnant at the same time. And, um, so when I see their son who I'm, I love so much, so sweet and such a good kid. But when I see, you know, especially his milestones, it makes me think of, okay, you know, that would have been, you know, we would have been kind of also reaching those same milestones, like with graduation and grades and, you know, field trips and whatnot, you know, walking, crawling, like all the, all the milestones. And so, and now, you know, in the beginning, it used to, you know, be like a little bit more bittersweet and now it's just sweet, you know, but, you know, in the beginning, it was a little bit emotional of like, oh, I could have had that. But, you know, God's will is greater and I have faith and peace in that. But during the time with my mom having cancer and having that miscarriage and all the outside stuff going on, I did have a a state of depression. And I don't even think Jimmy, he knows I was really sad. I gained weight. and, And that was the other thing. I stopped working out. I did everything. I lived and breathed for my mom. And, you know, I, I made her this like cancer fighting smoothie with all of the, um, cancer fighting nutrients and microgreens and coconut, fresh coconut, like everything was organic and everything was pure and meant to have all the vitamins, nutrients and everything to help her. And, um, And all of that was led because I was reading a ton, reading a ton, but I was silently suffering. You know, I would put on a happy face everywhere I went and I would come home and at night I would be crying, crying and venting, crying and grieving, crying and praying that God heals my mom crying and praying that the doctors know what they're doing (laughs) just for everything the world I was praying for everything you know and I think sometimes when you're when you're in those mental and emotional states your mind just goes on and on and on and on and on and then it goes from midnight to like two three in the morning and then you're finally going to sleep and then before you know it, the sun's up. You got to get up, make breakfast, take go take your kid to school, and all of that. And there was times I'd come back home and I would just sit on the couch. So I get it. I get it. And I get the mental, you know, I know I'm not saying mine is a comparison to all because it's not. We all have gone through our own you know, state of suffering and the the length of time of that suffering, whether it's a week, a month, a year, five years, you know, um, we all have, have gone through that at some point or another, 
or different circumstances, different issues. And so this episode, as I'm 27 minutes in, long story short, you know, I I want this to be a form of encouragement to you and whatever you're going through. I know through social media or TV shows, a lot of it can look happy or fake happy or, hey, just keep pushing through, you know, all of the words, all of which, yes, keep pushing through, please. But also know that, you know, it's okay to have your moment, but as long as you keep pushing through. And one one little thing that I saw and I shared with Cassandra the other day, I don't know if you're a bachelor people, TV show people watching, we are, we're watching the new Bachelor right now, but the Bachelorette, Tasha Adams, she, her, one of her posts popped up on my popular feed, or my, not popular feed, my explore feed, and I clicked on it, and she did this ad for Sakani, I think that's how you say it, anyways, I love, I have their trail running shoes, and they're the best ones I've ever had. But she did, it was an ad for them or with them. But the goal of it is to get people out and get people running. And of course, to buy their shoes. But I love the heart of it because, let me see, I have the notes for it. And mind you, her reel, the ad, the video, was her at home. And it kind of, they kind of created like a, a lapse of her day, which was sitting on the couch on her phone. It showed her sitting on the couch in many different ways and, you know, in sitting Indian style, you know, sitting with a blanket over her, curled up in the blanket, just all the different ways, you know, how we lounge on the couch. But she was on her phone, flipping, flipping, flipping with her thumb. And let me see what it says. I wrote down all my notes. Okay, so I'm looking at the post right now. So the hashtag is Marathumb Challenge. Not marathon, but Marathumb Challenge. And in the post, it says that um, the average person can be on their phone for eight and a half hours a day. That's insane. And our thumbs scroll on an average of 78 miles a year, which is the same distance as three marathons. I mean, I don't think you need any more information than that. I was astonished hearing that. And, And I love stats so much. And so the way they put that, that stat up, it was astonishing and so simple, you know, in the, like a two sentence format. And so um, the tagline is move your feet more than your feed. I love that. That is so good. And again, their hashtag is Marathon Challenge. And then in the end, it shows her um, putting her shoes on and uh, going for a run outside. And I think, I think they're also promoting maybe some sort of, um, I don't know, I could be wrong. I don't know 
if they have an app that alerts you to go running, like to get outside. I don't know. I could be wrong. So I had that conversation with Cassandra and um, she ended up going (laughs) for a walk the following day, which I don't know if that contributed to that. But either way, you know, she got her three miles in and, you know, I'm happy about that. So let me go down a little bit more of my notes. Okay. So again, people are silently suffering. And if you're one of those people, you know, please feel free to message me, email me with press at gmail.com, you know, reach out to me in any which way so I can pray with you. Or if, if you don't want me to pray with you, like directly, just send me your prayer requests or just say, can you please pray for me? And it's done. I'll do it in a heartbeat. Um, because I want people to know that they have that support. And I know we all know we have that support. It's just a matter of we reach out to our support system, you know, our support network community, you know, it's, and a lot of us don't, I know I didn't. It took me a while to reach out to my, my support system. Um, you know, aside from Jimmy, of course, Jimmy knew, but I know, and then like in real estate, you know, people are financially silently suffering and, you know, and I don't want people to lose their homes. You know, I don't want people to, people to get in debt or get further in debt. And so whatever their circumstances is, you know, know that there's people, professionals or just people with a listening ear or people who have resources or know of resources that are within your reach. And all we need to do is just to reach out and, and take that moment to help ourselves. Because if we don't help ourselves, I know like with me every day, um, my main goal is to get up and work out my main goal. And when I work out, I do Peloton, which if you don't have one, and this is not an ad, but if you don't have one, I highly encourage you to get one. We have the Peloton bike plus we love it. Originally, it was just for me selfishly. And then I asked my daughter and I said, you know, if we got one, would you use it? She goes, absolutely. And then I was like, done, we're getting it. And then lo and behold, Jimmy was like, you know what? I want to try this thing. And now he loves it so much. So I think we've, I mean, Cassandra hasn't used it as much lately, but Jimmy and I, we've gotten well more than our money's worth out of that. And it's so convenient. We have it in our garage and we have it synced up to a Bluetooth speaker. So it really intensifies the workout with the instructors yelling, encouraging you, the music. It's a really good atmosphere. But it really pumps me up personally. And I know it does for Jimmy too. But anyways, with that, you know, I get in the I get in there in the morning. And sometimes lately it's been so cold. So I'm in there with my workout pants, a big sweatshirt, and just grinding it out. And I feel good. And then I follow it up with a workout on the on the yoga mat doing stretches and all that. But while I'm doing that, even while I'm doing a bike ride, 
I'm in prayer mode and I'm talking to God and I'm asking God all the things of whatever is going on or just thanking him for all the things because I do need to thank him. I'm thankful, you know, for life. I'm thankful for health. I'm thankful for our home. I'm thankful for my husband and my daughter. And I'm thankful for my parents. And I can go on and on with just gratitude and just all the the mercy and grace he's given me. So, you know, that's my moment. And and I know all of you guys, you know, that workout can testify to how good you can feel after a workout. Even when you don't want to work out, even if you're feeling depressed and down in the dumps, going for a walk, being out in the sunlight does amazing things. So I highly encourage that. And then, you know, you get on with the rest of your day. And, you know, your day isn't always going to be perfect. And especially if you're a parent, you know, your kids' schedules, your spouse's schedules, things get bumped around and moved around and you're just pivoting and pivoting and pivoting and, you know, rescheduling and whatever it is, you know, that's life, but you navigate it through and you're, but you're good. You're, you know, I feel once you work out and you meditate and pray and you have that moment and reflection and, and start off your day with that, it kind of sets the tone for that day and for that week. So if you don't already work out, walk, be outdoors, even just sitting outside. I was reading, you know, during my, (laughs) again, I'm very holistic, proud of it. And I'm so thankful it's become more and more of a thing, kind of a trend, but I hope it's like one that just, that's not a trend, just stays. But I see a lot of young mothers you know, go that route. And I'm so happy because it's so healthy and positive, such a positive way of living. But I learned that sitting outside just as the sun rises, and again, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, I'm not anything near around that type of profession. So when I read you know, scientific stuff, medical stuff or facts stuff around that, I kind of break it down into kindergarten format for myself. And I'm like, okay, got it. It's either, okay, nope, this is bad. And I just cross it off or, oh, this is good. I don't remember the whole statistics and reasoning and formula and whatever it is, scientific part of it but I'm just going to remember this is good. So that's kind of how I store things and information in my mind. But I remember reading, again, sitting outside as the sun rises. You can look it up to figure out the scientific part of it, but it's the best time of the day. It's the best sunlight. I mean, all sunlight is amazing, but it's the best. Like if, if I guess if you were to pick the best time of day, sunrise is the best time. So again, you can look it up online, figure and read that out why it's the best. So again, just sitting outside, there's no harm if you don't like working out. Just go sit outside in the morning. 
catch the sunrise, drink your coffee, drink your tea, and let yourself have that moment and and pray, read a book, whatever the case is, just be out there. And I think you'll thank yourself for that. So again, I hope I hope that this is doing some help for you. Um because I get this year is very stressful. So stressful this year. We're only we're closing up January. Today's the last the last day of the month. And it already feels like it's been a year long, at least in my opinion. Every day multiple things are happening all around the world, even in our own country, our own state, our own city. Our city is dealing. There's so many communities that are rising up, so many people rising up just to help people who've lost their homes from the flood, the floods that we had um, last week. And then again, it's supposed to start um, thunder and lightning tomorrow, raining for a week. I think Saturday we get a little bit of break, Saturday Saturday or Sunday. So, you know, be in prayer for our city, Southern California, um, not just San Diego. But again, this month has felt like a year. And I have friends, you know, I have a core group of friends where we're constantly sharing information with with each other. It could be from funny memes, jokes, sports. I have some, you know, again, we're Dodger fans. So, you know, some of them are Dodger fans too. So we're sharing all the new information coming down the pipeline. Um, But we're also sharing political stuff. And it's not like bashing political stuff. It's like, wow, oh my gosh, what is going on type of stuff. And we need to pray type of stuff and um, and be that prayer team, you know, and, and we know. And we don't even have to tell each other to pray. We just know, you know, and I think I think all majority of the country has that it doesn't matter what side of you know what party you're in or what political side you're on it doesn't matter what matters is that you know we create some unity and you know and that we we keep our country safe and um we support one another when we need it and so i know with that you know, our current events in our own country has caused a lot of stress. And that's kind of hard when you're like, woohoo, new year, new growth, new challenge. And then it, it almost feels fake, especially when you see influencers on Instagram. It's like, ah, how are you so happy when this is going on right now in our country? It, it almost feels fake. But at the same time, you know, that's their job and they they need to provide for their families. So you know, totally not bashing that. But I know for me, sometimes I, I, I'm like, man, you know, like I just heard that, you know, military is going over to the Middle East. I think it's the Middle East. Um, and so they're saying goodbye to their families and, you know, that's more people and more reasons to pray for. And, you know, there's things going all across our country. And so, again, this episode is just meant 
to be of an encouragement and but to also be real like yeah you know crap has hit the fan and yeah it's real our country is going crazy our state is going crazy crazy our cities you know and all of all of the things are happened that are happening just this month alone let alone what's to come we still have you know 11 more months you know it's election year and if you know election year you know be prepared for the unknown and i and i hear that a lot a lot a lot more than any other election year and so again that causes stress and anxiety especially if you're parents you know you you're worried about your kid you know i've told my kid especially with the floods she was stuck and thankfully her dad you know her dad was like yeah she's not gonna drive by herself i'm gonna drive her to school because it's just raining too hard and a part of me was like why are you why is she even going like just stay home tell your teachers you know what it's just too bad but i didn't think it was that severe yet again it was still early in the morning and they spent over an hour in traffic and didn't even get far and um then they had to make a u-turn on the freeway because it was already flooded and i was so shocked she sent me a video and i was so shocked so again you know there's so much but okay but with that story i told my kid like okay that ever happens and you're at school coming home and rain starts and flooding just take the long way home take the safe ways safe streets you know if it looks like it's a puddle it could be two feet deep <laughs> you know as a parent you're just like just you know, call me and i'll go pick you up you know whatever the case is but you know with that said, I'm, you know, I'm going to close this up because I'm, I'm going on a tangent now. But, you know, just as a mom has concern for their kid and safetyness and well-being, you know, so do we for our own selves and for our family and for our neighbors and, and our city and state and country, you know, just keeps growing and growing and growing. But I don't want that to overwhelm you. And... I've had to learn over the years and maybe it's because of all the things that I read leading up to these years that have kind of already, it's like I already kind of saw what was going on. Because if you read policies, they're pretty self-explanatory. They pretty much tell you what's going to happen and potentially when it's going to happen. I mean, things can change. Of course, things have changed already, but you know, you, you kind of see there a game plan and, um, a play out. So, you know, I wasn't in super shock when everything started happening, you know, but I know a lot were so much so that we had a California exodus and so many people moved out of California, rightfully so. And for all the reasons, taxes, finances, medically, all the reasons. But I know, you know, fear and, and wanting the well, you know, the, the, the best well-being or the best um, life for and safetyness for your family comes first. So I know I I understand that. Um, 
But with that, I know it causes stress and anxiety. And I know there's a lot of moms just like me who have stress and anxiety over the unknown. But in the end, you know, we have God. And if you have God in your heart, then you have peace beyond understanding, peace and comfort that cannot be explained. And so hone in on that. And just like Tasha Adams and Sakani's ad of getting off the phone, it does so good for us, especially politics stuff. They just pop up. And I know I get these people who like post or not post accounts that I don't even follow, but they, you know, they're suggested for me to follow and I get their posts popping up at my feed. And I'm like, no, not interested. I'm not wanting to be stressed out right now. It's, you know, I have peace. I'm just going to pray. And that's kind of my formula, my way of not letting it get to me. And in the end, you know, we don't have control. And, but I do have control over my family and, and having that peace and being, and making sure our home is um, of peace and love. And it's a place of refuge where, when my husband and daughter come home, it's not going to be chaotic. It's not going to, you know, be anything else, but okay, I made dinner, ready to eat, you know, and, you know, home cooked meals or I bake a ton. So, um, you know, that, that's my way of providing, you know, that extra little comfort through treats. Um, so again, my hope and encouragement to you is just to hone in on God. And and if you don't know God, give him a chance. You know, I had a family member, I won't say who, and they've been struggling. Um, I can see from the outside, they're struggling uh, of giving God a chance and they're making all the excuses and all the reasons. And, you know, and and in the end, it just comes down to them and, and that wrestle that they're they're doing and and all I can do is just be there, love them, answer any questions, support them, and and that's it. But you know, if you're wrestling with God and and doing that tug of war, and you know, I I would just humbly just say, just stop, stop wrestling, and let just God be God in your life, and give Him the opportunity, give Him that chance, because. There's really no risk in doing that. No risk at all. Just like holistically, you know, when I, when I, especially new parents and that new parents, Hey, you know, my kids, blah, blah, blah. Again, I'm no expert, just a mom with my own experiences. And I'll say, Oh, why don't you, you know, and, and it's like the simplest thing, like gargle salt, drink water with lemon, you know, things like that. And because there's no risk, there's no risk at that. And same thing with God. There's no risk. If anything, your life will benefit tremendously and your life will be blessed abundantly and you'll inherit such sweet and utter bliss and peace and comfort and all of the things that come with letting God into your heart. So again, yes, all the things in the new year, new start, refresh, 
all of the things, journal, read your Bible, start reading the Bible, you know, go through um, 365 days in the Bible, do that, you know, do all of the things that will uplift your life. And if you're feeling silent, like you're silently suffering in whatever your circumstances, please reach out to somebody. And, you know, if you don't know who to reach out to, you know, or if you don't want to share with your family or friends, because I get it, I get it, you know, and my family, it's like, nope, can't share with that one because that one gossips and nope, can't share with this one because this one will share it with that one and that one will share it with this one. I get it. Again, Jimmy and I are private. We totally understand. So my best advice is reach out to a local church. If you don't know any churches, just go go on the internet. Calvary chapels are the best. I love my church horizon. Um, and I think there's other horizons throughout the country. There's for sure Calvary chapels around the country. So there are always like a safe, a safe bet. I don't even want to say that safe bet, but you know, cause I don't know any other churches <clears throat> that, that are around the country. So reach out to them and they always, churches always have resources. You can always talk to a pastor or whom, whomever they have resources. So do that and start out day by day, sitting outside, getting that sunlight, going for a walk. Take your dogs out. If you have a dog, take your dogs out for a walk. If you have little kids, go watch them play outside. Let them play outside and just watch them or play with them or walk with them. You know, whatever the case is, get your body moving. And while you're doing so, be in prayer and and thank God for the simplest of things, which again is health, family. You know, you don't need much to be thankful for. You really don't. Because in general, I think we're all the core, the core thankfulness and Things to be thankful for are our family and health more than anything. You can be the richest person in the world. And in the end, I'm sure they're going to be simply thankful for family and health. So with that, I really hope, I feel like I went on this huge tangent. Thank you for being patient with me if you listened it the whole way through. Um, this is new and like all new things, practice makes perfect, but I'm not seeking perfection. I'm just, you know, practice with me is just gonna help me improve because I feel like I'm talking to myself and I am. Again, I'm talking to my dogs in the family room. But again, I hope this tangent, this long, hour long tangent serves some purpose and I pray God uses it And I pray that anyone who listens is encouraged or if anything just feels connected or just gets kind of like, they just get it. Yes, it's stressful here. And yes, God is good. And yes, let's be in prayer. You know, if anything, if if you have that connectedness, then 
Amen. Good. You know, we're not alone. And we have each other in the end. So, thank you for listening. God bless you. And stay tuned for the next episodes. I have some really fun, interesting guests coming up soon. And, you know, some episodes with Jimmy. I always joke around that I want to do a Dodger one with him, but obviously not on, I don't think this is the format for Dodgers, (laughs) but anyhow, I hope you have a blessed day. Thanks for listening and joining me. I hope you found something of value in this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe so you never miss out. Until next time, I hope you have the most beautiful day. God bless.